You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another lovely evening of Jaybird watching. And I'm going to say it is feeling pretty damn lovely after another series win. It's two this past week since the last time we were with you. It's been a fun week for Toronto Blue Jays baseball as far as wins go, but there has been plenty of rough with what has been going on, and the Blue Jays are seriously grinding things out. But to that point we are jaybird watching we are here we are part of fan sided and we are the official podcast of, J- of jaysjournal.com i am here with my normal crew minus one because he's at little league night shout out to chris key uh, adam corsair brendan panikar how we doing fellas doing well Good after win. yeah what Can't do you complain. mean, Chris? Chris is not at little league chris is at cavin biggio rehab man he's he's <laughs> finding out that cavin is the king and he's he's getting the proper treatment. That's Chris. I know you're listening. I'm here for you. If you need, you just need someone to talk to about King Cavan. I got you. Chris, don't listen, man. Don't listen. Turn away. Don't drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> listen, listen, Brandon. We're gonna have to send you to re rehab. I. That sounds way better. We can talk about that tonight. We can talk yeah, about that tonight. There it is. Oh my God, re oh, rehab yeah. sounds so good. You rehab. Are you in rehab? That actually goes <laughs> well, to be honest. Wait, uh, you say he's in are you rehab? Oh, that's perfect. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. To that point, you say looked pretty damn good the other night, but we're going to get into that. So let's dive into some of the current events before we get into series recaps and what happened today during the Red Sox-Blue Jays game to close out the uh, series. So first things first, we are already talking rehab, and we're talking with Ryu. So points to Panikar-Corsair combo there. (laughs) So 
unfortunately, after another rough start, there were some ups and downs. Typical Ray ride from the last, you know, I'd say two months of his Major League Baseball existence. And Brendan, you've been the one that's been preaching, preaching, preaching. I've been right there with you, waiting, thinking that we're going to get the best out of Ryu that we're going to get. And he doesn't need to be the ace anymore. But to that point, he finds himself back on the disabled, or sorry, injured list. <laughs> and he has to run with it. things here. What are you thinking? What's going through your brain here? I still stand by what I said last week, Thursday, in the fact that we shouldn't have made too much out of his first start. Now, I will rephrase <laughs> all of this or now admit my stance has changed because his velocity was down on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Yes, um, yes. And now we know the reason why. And it was pretty clear he could not follow through on his pitches. His fastball was definitely a, t- a few ticks lower because in his first start, he was getting up 91, 92. This one, I think he topped out at like 89. Um, and when it you was just, showed, uh, just under 91, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So when you're a guy like him, just like we all remember from a guy who threw much slower, Mark Burley, is you need to have pinpoint control. And that's been the issue with Ryu so far. It bit him in his first start against Texas. Um, and obviously, I guess, combined with the injury or the inability to follow through on his pitches to not get as sharp a bite on his breaking balls, follow through, get a little extra oomph on his fastballs. Um, we now see the results of that. Um, to be honest, I'm fine with him going on the injured list. I mean, I actually think it'll work out better for the next couple of weeks. Let him go back, build up again. And in my opinion, we've seen a couple Blue Jays starters struggle with their command very early on. And we saw that in everybody's first start. Barrios couldn't control a damn thing. And I think he's still struggling with the command of his fastball specifically. Gosman in his first start couldn't get the ball up. I mean, we're going to talk about Kevin Gosman from today and even last Thursday's start against the Yankees. He's been awesome since then. Kikuchi, his first start, improvement. Again, he couldn't control it in his first start against the Yankees. The only one from start to finish who has had control, velocity, bite in his breaking balls of Ben Manoa. And we touched on that at length last week. So, yeah, I, I, I'll admit I still will defend Hanjin Ryu, but I am concerned. I'm definitely concerned. I'm not to the point where I think he's garbage anymore or I think he's washed. Um, I still think he deserves the chance to build and try to get back to a four or a three at tops. And that's all they need him to be because if Gosman continues doing what he's doing, Manoa continues doing what he's doing, if Barrios continues to do what he did last night, but even take a step further. You have three, arguably three number ones, or definitely two or three number twos at top. So, yeah, Ryu, when he comes back, hopefully he's healthy, gets some velocity back. He writes the ship a little bit. And again, even if he finishes the season with a 375 to 450 ERA, keep you in a ball game. that's all you need from him from now on. Yeah, it is all we need for him. He needs to be our fourth or fifth guy. But um, yeah. Adam, what is your yeah? What is our what is your confidence on him actually coming back from this lit, this injury and you know bouncing back to be that guy? I guess would be the next question. Zero. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Trying to so, take me to re- rehab. Gonna I think say, you go. No. 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 <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see. Um. I don't see the same. Ryu that we got um, for the, you know, the 2020 season. Um, I think we were hoping well, it was a four-year deal, right, in total? Mm-hmm. Yep. We were hoping, I, ideally, it was going to be three solid years with one year of drop-off and it ended up being arguably one and a half. And, Brendan, you want to stretch it to two, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that this is what you get when you got a guy that 
has thrown as much as he has. Um, and let's not forget this poor start. We'll call it on Saturday was with an extra day of rest because Shipley yeah, started. Today. Um, so my confidence level is not that high. You're, we're catering to whatever he needs, and I don't say that in a condescending way. We're we're doing what he thinks he needs the team to do or for him in order to succeed, and he's not succeeding. He's um. The velocity is definitely a concern. Uh, I want to say it was 90.8 or 90.6. It was his absolute fastest fastball. Um, it's not going to get it done, especially if you're hovering in the high 80s. It's not going to get it done, uh, like you said, unless you're Mark Burley. Um, I just don't really have that much confidence. However, um, I don't necessarily think that I need it. And a big reason for that is the way Manoa has been pitching. And just based off the box score today, because I wasn't able to watch it midday, uh, Gosman was fantastic. And uh, I did see, uh, flipping back and forth from the Raptors playoff game and Barrios yesterday, um, I was able to catch him, and he's looking like he's trending upwards. He's figuring uh, it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I have confidence with him, especially when it comes to the, the fact that he was pitching in Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It could have been a lot the, worse. To that point, the other pieces are falling into place is what you're go- getting at, right? Yes, yes, yes. I, I do think that when it comes to the weakest link of this rotation, even watching Kikuchi, um, I, I have to say it's Ryu. Ryu has been the biggest disappointment. And so what does that mean? Are we going to roll with the six-man rotation? I don't hate it if that's on the table. I don't hate it. I like stripling pitching a spot start here and there, five innings, and maybe he can give you a little bit more. I wouldn't go further than six. But it adds stability to your rotation. It takes away that hiccup and gives you a little bit of a competitive advantage because you know Stripling is at least reliable. Um, Is he going to win you in every game and pitch lights out? No. But is he good enough that he's going to make a series at least competitive? I think so. So... It's not a huge concern. Get the rest you need. I don't think velocity is something that you can necessarily gain back, but we'll see. Um, Brendan, for your sake, I hope he's good. I hope yeah. he's fine. I also do. <laughs> I will just chime in quickly, Craig. Um, sure. yeah. If Ryu didn't hit the injured list, and let's say he was scheduled to make his next start, and they still ran with Stripling, I'd, like if that happened, that scenario played out, I would have more confidence right now in Ross Stripling. And I hate saying that, and I hate admitting it, but I can admit when I'm wrong um, and have the ability to be like, yeah, I'm concerned now. Absolutely. So I'm fine, totally. I, I'm confident that Stripling will give a decent start tomorrow. I mean, I could easily see him imploding a little bit and giving up a ton of runs because it's the Astros. But at the same time, I can see Stripling going a solid five and keeping you in the game and have a chance to win. And I don't think Ryu is capable of that. About He's not capable of that right now. Uh, it's, one yeah. of it's the toss. And honestly, I think one way or the other, he was going to end up on the injury list if he came out and did what he did the other night. Mm-hmm. There was some points there where you thought he was going to be able to keep cruising with it. So that's encouraging going forward, I think, a little bit. But that's hopefully something for him to build on, that he had a few good innings. And then he comes back healthy and kind of gets back into motion. I just really hope that in the fact that he doesn't have to be the guy two, three weeks from now when he comes back because Barrios and Gosman are just clicking. And we've yeah. run through the Astros-Red Sox gauntlet that we're going to be in the next two weeks. And, you know, hopefully we can focus on him 
beating up on some of the younger, you know, teams like the Orioles. Um, I believe we have a set with Miami in July, things like that, <laughs> you know, um, just to go into those kind of things. I think that you get got or um, get Ryu back, get him going, get him some confidence. And then hopefully he finishes like he kind of started last season off, mm-hmm. you know, he was pitching pretty well. And then obviously it's the same thing that we have been seeing, unfortunately throughout his career, not just as blue Jays fans, he weakens out, doesn't quite have the stamina to go through a whole season, but if he can get us 130, 120 innings this year, it's really all we need. It's not yeah. asking for a ton, you know? So, and if that's the mixed in with a six man rotation, if Ross Stripling keeps doing what he did the other day where he pitched four yeah. innings, I believe yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that was very encouraging knowing that he's going to be the guy that's going to be in that spot. And to that point, the team actually even made a move before the game today and sent down Anthony Kay who was going to be one of those guys in that bullpen along with stripling to possibly eat bull, eat up innings, um, bringing back Taylor Saucedo back up. So to, there must be some confidence there in that fact that these guys are going to at least churn in four or five innings every night. Otherwise, they would have held on to K. But what do I know? Yeah. Just this guy. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, I get the, the, the fan fest when it comes to Ryu. I understand. You know, I think before him, I'm trying to think of the biggest free agent signing that they had. I, I actually have a really good comparison for that, but let me see if I can find it. Oh, I thought he was about to go Miguel Bautista on me. Or no, something. no, no. no. <laughs> well, who was the, seriously, who was the last one that they, was it Morales? The uh, last big free agent that they signed before Ryu? I guess Probably. if you want to count Kendry's where I'm going with this, and I want to find the it's thread. really big. Make a lot of sense. No, Ru- but at the I, time, I, it was the biggest one they at did. At the time, yes. Yeah. Probably Russell Martin. Yeah, yeah. Probably oh, I'm, taking this, I'm taking this front office. What's that? Oh, from this, this front, this front office. Yeah, then I can hear that. I guess it's Kendrick's. Um, it's got to be, and that's yeah, not even he, a big, big signing. But I guess it's because they moved on from Edwin at the time. We thought Kendrick's was going to be decent for us, and he was, I guess, for like half a year. But regardless, um, I, I just think that when people, my point was, is that when people think of Ryu, they think of, oh my God, it was such a big signing at the time. And it was, you know, it was a huge deal and it set in the, the stage in motion for the Blue Jays being big players for legitimate free agents, right? And every yeah. year they've hit on a big free agent since then. So I understand the fanfare and I understand why the sentimental attachment to Ryu, but you got to just call it from what it is. You know, he's just been unreliable. Um, and I understand a lot of people are going to say the same thing about me and Kevin, but I just don't think you really give up on a player like Kevin, who's, uh, got his first hit yesterday. Listen, he got his first hit yesterday. He's only had, I think before that total at bats, I think 12. So like, no, no, it's because Espinal has (laughs) has been on fire. That doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean Kevin is bad. It just means at the moment you haven't done anything with it. Yes. You got the hot hand. Absolutely. Yeah, and I just say, hey, give him, he got his first little bloop yesterday. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Hey, just to say, to, to, to make the Buck Martinez comment, you know, we're only a bloop, bloop and a blast away from uh, taking this, all right? <laughs> Same Listen, thing. That's the Bishop need me story. <laughs> how awesome was he playing in right field? It was pretty good. He actually looked a lot better in right field than I would normally give him credit for. So to that point, if he's going to be ambidextrous and do that kind of stuff, great. 
Good, he's yeah, first off. Nice. He's turning into Benzo Brist, at least defensively. He's diet Benzo Brist. Yeah, he is. And Literally. If you get <laughs> as close to a bat as Benzo Brist, then I will uh, congratulate you, Adam. <laughs> there you go. What was he in 2019? What was he? Or, and, sorry, was it 19 or 20? In 2020, what was he? Like a five-war player? Oh, I don't think that was five. Um, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I can pull that up. Oh, one sec. No, but he would, that was his minor league MVP year, maybe. <laughs> no, no, I think he was like a two two war player. Two point two point six in twenty nineteen. Okay, well, twenty twenty. So, yeah. that's in four hundred thirty plate appearances, hundred games. That's pretty good. Which you would think is a good side, which is why Mister Manluster Biggio here fell in love with him in the first place. Is that whole yes. thing? <laughs> so yeah, and even in the shortened season, he had a in fifty nine games two sixty five. He had a one point two F four and yeah, a the talents there. 122 WRC plus, and that's pretty good. Um, I just need to see him get him back, get back there, because it's been pretty lost since. My point is, you know, but he was hurt. You don't, you don't give up on that. You can't, oh, yeah. unless so. you're Santiago Espinal and whatever. Anyways, <laughs> and you I, force I the hand. <laughs> that's a little different. That's that's moving things along to that point where, yeah, you're you just have somebody that is legit better than you maybe on the team at that point. Yes. So, but anyway, after. Can I pop your bubble and move on? <laughs> yes, of course. I, you know I have to get so, my cabin references. <laughs> I, I figured you would. Meanwhile, I'm getting shouted at by Chris Key through freaking text messages going, Stop! <laughs> hey, <laughs> Just kidding. Listen, he's, in, he's in rehab. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> he's still in rehab. No, he's I not. I defend you, Chris. You were not in rehab. It's okay. I kid. <laughs> I kid. I kid. Um, so anyway, on the injury notes, um, George Springer got plunked pretty good in last night's game. Kind of literally ate it in the bottom part of his elbow. I think they said the X-rays last night came back negative during the game, but to that point, he was not in the ro- in the lineup today. Not surprising. They haven't said anything further. You guys he think this is it. just he pinched it? Yeah. He did pinch it. Okay, I missed yep. that part at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, two abs. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So to that point, everything seems to be good and going there, and he's going to get a little bit of light travel in, and then you know, <laughs> go back into it. Hopefully, here as the Blue yeah. Jays take on the uh, Astros. So at least that's warmer weather. <laughs> yes. That's the biggest thing yeah. right there. Yes. Not scared. No, no, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No. It did look like it was still bothering him when it's when he swung today from the ones that I saw, but he'll be fine. And I hope yeah. he's fine because this is the first time he gets to play against Houston because he was injured both series yep. last year. Yep. Yeah. And he you know he wants to go in there and just rake. Absolutely. Be like, That's right. You should have paid me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of strangely okay with the fact that he d- didn't, but yeah. to that point, still not buying that jersey. <laughs> yeah. Have so, it's okay. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on, other things um, that happened Blue Jays news-wise. And this one I think we have to talk about just because we kind of shit all over this idea over the last collective, what, three years, boys? And that's extending Charlie Montoyo yet again. There's something a little different going on, I think, with Charlie Montoyo this year. I don't know if somebody finally, like, lit a fire under his ass. The fact that he was literally just all over the umpire the other night and had me doing backflips. I was loving it. <laughs> so he gets an extension. It could be just that we don't, he doesn't want to work under the, you know, I am, uh, you know, debt lame duck is time to yeah. wand off right at the end of the season. It could be something as simple as that, or it literally could just be the loaded idea that, you know, Hey, they're just going to keep running Charlie out there and things are hopefully trending in the right direction. And so far so good this season. But how do you guys feel? I'll let um, Adam kick this one off with the uh, Montoya re-signing for another season. 
Yeah, I mean, I I still think he's a bridge manager until he proves <laughs> otherwise. This is why um, I made you go first because yeah. I know you're one of the biggest critics. <laughs> I so, just so I'm curious. When, when he performs, I mean, you can't really perform poorly as a manager. When you make weird decisions regarding your bullpen, I'll call it out. Um, but last year in particular, a lot of people like to focus on that. But um, I was the guy that went to Montoyo's defense because there wasn't really a lot he could do to make pitchers from the bullpen pitch better. He had a really, really poor bullpen. So he was just trying to make it work. And I think at the time, Romano didn't want to go more than t- if, if he wanted to go two days in a row. So his hands were kind of tied at that point. Um, so right now, everything seems to be going well. I don't really have many complaints. The lineups are a little weird, but I just think it's just, again, there are injuries we have to deal with. So he's just experimenting with what we got. Um, yeah. He's got a little bit of fuzz on the peaches when it comes to arguing with umps. I kind of like it. I, I, and I, it was rightfully so the other night. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, it he was. is not afraid. He is not Even with the, um, with the Kikuchi balk. Uh, he was just glare daggers at Angel Hernandez. I was just like, okay, you are you came to play. <laughs> yes, so game on. He's he's defending his players. And I remember last year with Robbie Ray with the uh, Orioles manager, his name escapes me. Um, yeah, yeah, he was just chirping at Ray and I was pissed because Montoya wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um that seems to be different, different this year. Yeah, he's defending his players. So um if that's the case and he's not making boneheaded bullpen decisions that are within his control. Um yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, again, the manager doesn't nearly play as big of a role as he did when, say, the height of baseball and the like in our generation, right? So, uh, it's 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 sort of a paradigm shift when it comes to that. So, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm it's fine. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Could I make the other joke that there was another manager today that wasn't able to be in the dugout because he has COVID. So there was that. Who? <laughs> yeah. Cora? Correct, sir. Oh, I missed yeah. that. I didn't know. I didn't yes. see that. You and to that point, I think even under the protocol stuff, that he would probably miss the trip to a certain other ballpark. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's gonna how be, many days? That's going to be interesting to see what happens Ten? come Monday because obviously we know Tanner Houck can't come. That yep. got out when he spoke to the media, but Alex Cora made reference to there are others, and yeah. I would be surprised if there's another bigger name or two. Now, Bogarts did get vaccinated in between last year and this year. So he's good to go. I think J.D. Martinez personally, and I don't like to judge, but at the same time from every, the whispers that we've seen in the storylines, I do think J.D. Martinez is one that might not be able to make the trip and maybe yeah. a couple bullpen arms too. He also got hurt today too. Yeah, he did. Yes. He did. Um, yeah. Yeah. On, on Charlie, so, anyway, on, on Charlie, it, um, I, I do think the extension just signifies they don't want him to be a lame duck manager, as you said, Craig. I really do. And that, again, I don't blame anybody for thinking that he very well might be a bridge manager. I wouldn't be surprised if if this team falls on their face and they miss the playoffs by more than they did last year. Let's say you have a mid-80s win season, um, which, again, I don't think is going to happen. But if it does, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie is gone after this year because in my mind— he is acting like a guy who knows there are serious expectations on him. He is standing yes. up for his players. He is going out and arguing calls like we've never seen before. It just feels like there's a different intensity to Charlie this year. 
and I've been I, I don't think there's been a move so far this year that I particularly questioned either. I think obviously there's yeah, there's been some weird lineups like Zach Collins batting cleanup. But Zach Collins, as we're gonna talk about in a little bit, he's been playing well. hot. And he yeah, deserves it. He absolutely deserves it because last week we were shitting on him and saying it doesn't look like he hit it at all. And he shot us up pretty quick. So run with the hot hand. He's putting out good lineups. He's letting his starters go, but not too long. And he's having a – I'm not sure if I would call it a quicker hook, but it just seems like he's a little bit more prepared a little bit. So, yeah, I think he's just a guy that knows there's serious expectations on the team to get to the playoffs. And if they do happen to miss it, then – I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. And the extra year is just so he's not a lame duck. Yeah. And at that point, he's acting accordingly. He knows this team is supposed to be a playoff contender, not just a, hey, we got here like the couple times that they had. Yeah. So to that point, I think it's finally sunk in that he needs to dig in and run with some of this stuff, at least to the point where we were talking last week where um, who was it that got plunked? Oh, it was um, not plunked. It was uh, Tay Oscar. He had the thing going on where, you know, he tore his, or not tore his oblique or anything, but strained the muscle. And yes, yes. Oh, he was right. sitting, sitting there on the dugout doing nothing. It's amazing what has happened since that week and the fact that he's literally blown up at one of the umpires. <laughs> yes. Rightfully so. You guys saw that metric thing that it's came terrible. out from the umpire card. I think it said it was basically a cost us 2.9 runs yep. or something, something those like calls. That. It was something in that ballpark, and that would have been the difference in the world. <laughs> it was flat out. And they had every right in the world to be pissed with, uh, I think it was also one of the lowest uh, accuracy ratings so far in Major League Baseball from that, that umpire scorecard. Jeff thing. Nelson, right? Yeah, yes, remember, Jeff Nelson. Same, same umpire that That's screwed same. Ben Revere over in the ALCS. Yep. Correct, yep. sir. So it's a lingering thing. But that, to that point, we've had just as much lingering haunting from Angel Hernandez thinking he's, you know, the weirdest umpire on the planet. Hey, <laughs> a good game last night. I was actually impressed with his zone. That was a better angel game than I have seen in a very yeah. long time. So maybe he's finally got the right glasses or the right meds <laughs> or something. I don't know. But to that point, it was encouraging to see, and it was ended up being a very good game for us. So I'm working out with that idea. But to that mm-hmm. point, seeing Charlie jump up and actually get in the face of that umpire over that mess. That's not the Charlie Montoyo I was always pissed at not doing that. Yeah. So it was very encouraging to see. And I just hope that the tenacity that he showed over the last week continues to linger. Because in that point, give him the damn, damn extra year. Perfectly fine with it. But mm-hmm. if he was going to sit on the sidelines with Jeff Nelson doing that the other night, I would have been pissed. And then I would have been like sitting here yep. going, okay, great, we won. But why the hell is he still you know, getting another year for not doing his job? No, so. for sure. Look, the crowd was receptive to it, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, th- it's it's a recognition thing and you got to stick up for your players and you got to I-, I think you're right, Brendan. I think he knows that there's a lot on the line. Um, My only just I think this maybe just goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, If they are going to be an 80 around ish win team, it's probably because of injuries in which that case, I don't think I, I let them go. Um, yeah. If injuries are the reason why they perform yeah. or underperform rather, I'm not letting them go. But um, you're right. I, I think healthy he and underperforming. <laughs> yeah, no, he's got to go. And and honestly, in fairness, I'll say the quiet part out loud. That's not his fault. It's not his fault if players underperform. No, you have to blame someone. Correct. And the manager exactly, and team. that's what managers get done. I think. Did I mention it to you guys the other day? I've heard the, I've heard this quote a bunch of times. It's an old Joe Torre baseballism from when he was with the Yankees. That um, players that play poorly 
demoted, released, whatever. Managers that perform crappy get fired. Umpires yeah. that don't do their jobs and call shitty balls and strikes, guess what? They just go to the next town. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's, funny. It it's funny you say that because I was actually having a conversation with Richard Burfer about it. And I was saying, you know, because we were talking about robot umps. And I'm like, look, I'm not against robot umps. But if, if baseball purists don't want them, you at least have to have an evaluation protocol when it comes to umpires. Like if you get like... I don't know, less than 80%. I think that's being generous. If you're getting less than 80% of your calls correct, you have to be, you, you have to have some sort of performance review. Get the and you have to, yeah, yeah you have to. And well, how do you even get a promotion? If you do your damn yeah. job right, yeah. you should be yeah. able to be, you know, and dude, I'm better than freaking Jeff Nelson. What the shit is going on yeah. here, yeah, you know? So. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's something so, with soccer. I'm pretty sure soccer refs, when you get up to the bigger leagues in Europe, are work their way up and if you have bad games and bad calls pretty sure you go down i could be wrong but i'm like pretty confident that's the way it should be yeah and that's how it should be and just like anybody doing their job if you're doing a good job you should get rewarded if you're doing crappy i'm sorry to say you should be worried about keeping your damn job that's just because it's it's the american canadian way it's just how the world works (laughs) you know this is how it is so it's because they're unionized that's why yeah but to that point, baseball players yeah. get released and fired all the goddamn time, and they're a union, too. I know. They agree to it. Which, to that point, though, Which I'm it, glad they it, did. It, <laughs> yeah. you know, if if you want to give freaking Angel Hernandez freaking points for sitting behind them, you know, going like this or whatever the hell it is, great, fine. I don't give a crap. But when he starts sure. to the point where he's literally missing calls to the point that it's insulting, I don't know if you saw, guys saw it, but um, Joe, is it Joe West that blew the Armando Galarraga? perfect game no it was uh, no Jim he's Joyce. retired joe joe west is retired right it was yeah and he's Jim starting Joyce. a podcast by the way yes Jim he Joyce. does his own podcast yeah <laughs> so let's listen to that yeah. jim yeah jim joyce in major league baseball there's a petition in front of major league baseball because it was not it was important stupid. it didn't change the game and everything that it's got like a crazy amount of freaking uh signatures on it right now from major league baseball players and yeah. collective fans. It's not just Detroit fans, it's baseball fans. It doesn't change anything other than the fact that, hey, guess what? He should be in the record books. Put him in the fucking record books. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just how it is. So but to that point of the umpires doing their job right, he was an umpire that always did his job properly. He missed that one call and everybody haunts him for it. So Watching Jeff uh, Jeff Nelson do the same thing the other day is just it's, it's it, there's got to be rep, repercussion and I don't know where that comes from but to that point that there's just got to be something that says hey you're not doing your job right and hopefully he's at least noticing or somebody's see it, sending him that freaking text message or that picture going dude you did do you see what you did last night yeah <laughs> you know I don't know if you guys saw this a fan brought the umpire scorecard to a game on a poster yes the staff yes. had to confiscate it because yep. <laughs> Blue Jays fans are awesome that's why yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're a very smart fan base to be honest yes <laughs> I tend to agree with you so but um I who was it somebody in our group or somebody else that made the joke the other night that who's going to bring more signs to uh get confiscated next week with uh what happened I forget what it was why am I blanking well, no it was something that happened in our game, and all the Blue Jays fans were up, up in arms. I'm blanking on what the hell it was. It'll probably dawn on me in a few minutes. So, anyway, I everybody's in agreement that right now, this version of Charlie Montoyo, extend that shit. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. He can stay. He can sit with us for now. There you go. He, he can sit at our table. table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come to the table. You're not quite with John Gittins yet, but yeah. maybe one day. Yeah, it's because he won't have a beer with us. He'd rather play in the band with the bongos. You know? 
when, the day when Charlie, Which I'm all right with. The day when Charlie Robert's gets tossed and says he got tossed to go have a beer, that's when he's welcome into the immediate circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, could say. he gets oh, a t-shirt God. at yes. uh, what, baseballism or one of them. Yeah, you, yes. you get your own shirt. We'll make sure we send him one of our uh, our logo with a JBW with a beer glass and everything on him. We'll get that on a shirt sent to him. Fair. <laughs> Fair. So moving right along, then let's talk about more things that are trending in the right damn direction. Where the hell did Zach Collins' offense come from, everybody? I'm okay with it. Not arguing yep. with it. It literally looks like what we were starting to get out of Danny Jansen before, you know, his unfortunate injury. So he's found the uh, just the home run swing. He's hitting the ball all over the place. He's driving in runs. This has been probably the most productive week in his his baseball professionalism period, and he was apparently a decent hitter in the minor leagues, which is saying something if he's all of a sudden just performing like this. I don't think it's sustainable, but to that point, that guy's that he just doesn't look like he's just a backup catcher anymore is kind of encouraging. So, Brendan, it's your turn to lead this one off. How are you feeling on Zach Collins? Yeah, I mean, he's totally shut us up, as I said earlier. I mean, last week we were saying that it doesn't look like he has a clue at what he's doing at the plate, and he didn't for a little while. But it seems it's just like, hey, get some reps, get a couple knocks, get your confidence up. And when he hit that bomb on Saturday to tie the game, um, I was thrilled for him. It seemed like it was a huge weight lifted off of his shoulder. And then when he hit another one at Fenway, I was like, damn, okay, stay hot, kid, and ride the hot streak. I mean, even if he turns back into a pumpkin in a week or two, that's just another week or two closer to when Danny Jansen gets back. And that's all he has to do, to be honest. And once he goes back into a backup role, I'll be totally fine with that. You might, I think, there's a possibility you may have found something. I don't think he's going to be a starter, but I think he could be a very serviceable backup or maybe what you hoped Reese McGuire would be. Obviously we know he's not quite as good defensively, but he could be a better bat. And I'm looking at his minor league numbers. Craig, you're right. He did have some pretty good seasons in the minors. He had a 19 home run season in AAA in 2019. So there's something there. Yeah, but I doubt he had a lot of weeks like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they said when they acquired him that they liked the make of his bat and they liked what he did in the minors. And it was just about figuring it out, getting some consistent playing time and potentially putting it together. And I mean, adding the fact he's a lefty and this team needs more lefties and ride it out as long as you can. I'm fine to let him catch majority of the games this weekend. Keep Kirk at DH for a little while and just get it as close as possible. Ride out Collins as close as possible to when Danny Jansen comes back. And then he's done his job, to be honest. Mr. Corsair. Kind of bothers me because this means that they have a reason to keep Mourinho down. Yeah, it's free catchers. <laughs> you know, so like th- now there's no rush. Um, even though Collins today went 0 for 4, um, I'll still take the production given that the expectations were so low. And the lefty bat, as you mentioned, Brendan, is, is pretty clutch um, in such a right-handed heavy lineup. Um uh, I do we think Danny Jansen is going to come back anytime soon? I, I mean, again, I, oblique I injuries, especially when it comes to a catcher, that's pretty. I haven't heard it all year. Yeah, that's a daunting quiet thing. On this front. So yeah, look, I again, all jokes aside, I I am satisfied with the production that Collins has been offering. But Craig, as you mentioned, I don't think this is sustainable. Um, I don't know how long this is going to last. I have a feeling once we get into like the beginning slash mid May. We're going to be singing a different tune about Collins just based off history alone. I'd like to be pleasantly surprised, but, you know, I have more reason to believe that that's not going to be the case. And if that is not the case and Jansen's still not back, do we call up Mourinho? I think you should, especially mm-hmm. since he's just 
raking down in, in AAA. Um, but when it comes to Collins, yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> That's a good thing. No to faith, that point. Yeah. Just to be this guy, Gabriel Moreno is batting 381 in his first 21 at bats. Four what runs scored, eight. That's eight hits. No home runs or anything, but uh, has five RBIs. Just saying. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's, he's at the same level. You want to Latin bow? Yeah. Was. yeah. I just want to say this, and I like we both agree that this is probably not sustainable. But this past week, Zach Collins has 24 at bats. He scored three times. Has hit two home runs. Four RBIs and has also has eight hits. Okay. <laughs> so, so like, ride it out, man. We talk <laughs> about Mourinho and in, in the minors, and I think, and I, I'm, I forgive everyone that you know goes to this. We focus on the bat, right? And that's what was primarily the case with a guy like Vladdy and a guy like um, Bobochet. We focus on the bat, and that's because the position that they played on defense was sort of theirs for the taking. Right, and it's sort of yeah. like uh, a, a slide in, right? When it, so when it came to Vlad at third base, we knew he was a third baseman of the future, yeah. and there wasn't much time to get acclimated to third base. I worry about how much time it's going to get acclimated for Moreno to be a catcher and be on the same rapport as starting pitchers, minus maybe Manoa. I just have and my to that worries. point. You should have the chance to be a backup catcher, not just going. Huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I, I just worry. Maybe you start him off with just a stripling and a Manoa to start just to get his feet wet and you DH him every other time. Yeah. Or he's just the third catcher and he just gets to, like you said, DH some gays, catch some days. Do you want three catchers on the lineup though? Like, do you want to make it sound like we're not going to now with Zach, if Zach Collins even hits his weight being the only left-handed guy, (laughs) (laughs) he's going anywhere. No, he's the new Riley Adams, man. Just yeah. without the yeah. without the pedigree in, in the system. Yeah, just yeah. flip him. Flip him. <laughs> so, but you're not wrong with that because to that point, at some point, Jane Jansen's going to get healthy, and yeah. you know Kirk is starting to hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than the fact that he had the two weakest infield signals in one game I've ever seen in my yeah. life the other night, but to that point, confidence breeds success, and he is starting to hit some good balls to the left, uh, the right side of the diamond, and whatnot. So, good things. But to that point, I tend to agree with you guys. It's a nice little find that Zach Collins is doing what he's doing with what we need right now in this lineup without Tay Oscar and company yes. um, doing what they need to be doing because we're going to spin this into where I was kind of going with my summary idea here with what was going on with our recaps. There's one over these last two series. There's been one big looming piece of this whole puzzle. And the fact is Major League Baseball is no longer pitching to Vlad Jr. Yes. And we fear the Vlad. Is basically what every pitcher is now saying. Uh, and I feel like this has happened since he basically destroyed that home run on the inside half from Gar- Garrett Cole. Probably. Who also, by the way, has looked pretty damn bad in his start since Vlad destroyed yes. him. The confidence is gone. And I'm loving watching the Yankees struggle with trying to find any kind of pitching. So, But to that point, Major League Baseball has found a way around Vlad and is by just giving him nothing at all in the strike zone, hoping to bait him into swinging into a ball on the outside or just get a really crappy umpire to call strikes outside the zone, whichever way it works. And I just hope that those things don't lead to Vlad being too swing happy or maybe he finally finds his dad's stroke and just starts hitting yeah. balls that bounce to the plate yeah. i don't know <laughs> so what do you guys think is this going to be continuing or is this something that hopefully writes the ship once Teoscar comes back and gets the anchor up behind him 
not concerned at all. <laughs> He's gonna be his daddy if he has to. He'll be he'll make his papa <laughs> proud by hitting those ones that are way outside. He's complaining about a lot of calls though. He really is, so he's going to get trigger-happy when it comes to that swing. And I don't disagree I, with the calls that he's complaining about, but he's going to start being trigger-happy when it comes to swinging. You watch. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't shock you. That's what happens. It gets into your brain. You want to swing. Your baseball hitters are trained to swing, not to sit and wait. And mm-hmm. when he he had, what, two, three walks the other night and the, and the night before, same kind of thing, and yep. two strikeouts right. the other night. Yeah, that's Run valuable, it. too. Get on base. But... Uh, Somebody said yesterday, I think it was, or whichever day he struck out four times that Jeff Nelson ruined him. There were a few questionable strike contestants that he had. There were some that were very clearly in the strike zone. And I'm like, what are you like, Vlad, what are you doing? That was very yeah. clearly a strike. And it was hittable, too. So it was like I'm the only one he saw. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried at all. But the only thing I'm going to say is it seems like he is a little bit in his own head and is not sure when to swing because of some terrible umping the last couple of days. But he'll figure it out. And. Honestly, for him, it just takes one fastball down the middle or one mistake from a pitcher. And there's a lot of crappy pitchers out there. There is a lot of pitchers who will accidentally serve a ball to Vlad. And it kind of happened today a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, two pitches that he just missed. So he was close. um, And he still has a 207 weighted runs created plus on the year. So he's still (laughs) pretty damn good. (laughs) Well, he found a way to get one today that was not, it was a high strike if anything, right? And he still finds a way to turn that into a sack fly. So it got the Blue Jays a run in a three, what ended up being a very close three to two victory because of a slight implosion at the end of the ball game. But that ended up being a key run that he still managed to create to that point, Brennan. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So on that note, moving into the A's series, as we talk back what happened in this last week, other than the clear, obvious problem with Jeff Nelson <laughs> that we all collectively have. Um, what did you guys think of that series? We saw a little bit ups and downs. We saw some good pitching. We saw a one bad game, basically. And, yeah, just give me your thoughts on it. Start with you, Adam. Uh, it was cool to see Chapman play against the A's. Um, I was never really worried about the the A's, and I think the A's don't pose as a threat at all to the Blue Jays. Um I, I don't like blaming the umpires as a reason for losses, but I'm going to give it to you, Craig, because it's pretty pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. um, but otherwise, the team looked very, very, very comfortable uh, playing against them, minus maybe Sunday. Sunday, I think, was the closest um, in terms of their wins. So yeah, three. Yeah, I, I think um, when you have opportunities to play teams like that that are you know clearly not in the running and are in their what fourth consecutive rebuild. Um, yeah, they're always I, I rebuilding. You, Let's be honest. Exactly. The money ball yeah. thing is yeah. preached. Sorry, a, a perpetual, yeah, perpetual <laughs> uh, rebuild. Uh, you got to take advantage. You got to pounce. And uh, yeah. the Blue Jays, so far, like as we mentioned, they have not lost a series. The only thing they've done is split one with the Yankees. So as long as you're winning series, this is Aceto Gastonism. As long as you're winning series, you're going to the playoffs. So win every series, you're going to the playoffs. So just continue to yep. win every series. Yeah, yeah, that will keep it moving. We always love Cito's. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think the only thing that stands out for me from the Oakland series um, probably was Ryu and that he ended up on the injured list, and it wasn't good. Again, I know we kind of talked about that already. I think there was a couple people that were a little bit down on Julian Merriweather after the two-run homer, and of course, I mean, that lost them the game at the end of it. 
combined with some crappy umping. But Merriweather's still a very valuable arm to this bullpen. And I think we made this comparison last week when we talked about him, is he will strike out a ton. He can get it up there in the upper 90s. But when he leaves one that's hittable, they go far. And that's because his fastball's straight, and there's not a lot of movement on it. And the comparison to that, I've seen a couple people throwing around is Shane Bieber, and it's the exact same thing. So I'll bring that back up again. Bieber strikes out a ton. Racks it up there, but he is susceptible to home run ball. Robbie Ray was susceptible to home run ball last year, too. That's what did him in in that final start against the Yankees that ultimately cost him the playoffs. Um, So I'm not worried about Merriweather. It was a tough loss. Those things are going to happen through the course of the year. So it's what it is. I'm just thankful they did hold on to the game on Sunday because if they dropped that, then that would have been a pretty poor loss to take. And one that you look back on, kind of like Tuesday's game, which I know we'll talk about, has one where at the end of the year... It's just like, yeah, that's a game that could yeah, that come back and bite you in the ass. <laughs> so, tender with you, the game on Saturday was kind of sucked, losing five to seven to the Oakland A's. But around that game, they did what they needed to do, and things went the Blue Jays' way against the Oakland A's. So, you had to win that series. We all kind of went to the point that they're going to find a way to chalk, cough one of those games up, and. To that point, I think this group was 100% accurate, actually, on that part. No, you guys were all right. I I know the Red Sox. I said sweep I, Red Sox. Yeah. You, did, oh, did uh, you? you did. Yeah. Yeah. I went one and two so, against the Red Sox, so I know I'm wrong there. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so far, called a four and two week, uh, three-fourths of us. <laughs> so, good, good. Um, to that point, let's move on to the Red Sox series, and let's talk a little bit about where things went. Because this is the series that we expected, boys. And um, it was a little back and forth. Uh, very close on two of the three games, and the one game we were able to dust them a little bit and take them out. But that that Tuesday night game, Brendan, that you were talking about, go ahead and elaborate on that because that ended up being a very close loss for the Blue Jays. Yeah, that's not a game you should lose, um, and that's pretty obvious. And Bo wears that one, and I know that that's probably yes. still eating at him, to be honest. Um, uh, you can very clearly see the influence Tulo and working out with Tulo has on him because of the running throw. And that was what Tulo, that was his patented move. You go on the run and you throw it right then and there. Bo does not have that down yet. That's very clear. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a game where at the end of the year, if you do miss the playoffs by two games, one game, three games, that's one that you're going to look back on and chalk up. I do think that game that they lost against Texas when they were up five, one or six, one, whichever it was, that's another one. It's just about limiting those and not having as many, crap that's not a game you should lose tuesday's one of those for sure it was disappointing and i'll be i'll be perfectly honest i was pretty impressed with what i saw from kikuchi i know there yep. was early struggles was very impressed but man the fact that you have a lefty who can get it up 95 97 as a starter and do it consistently there's something there there absolutely is something there and i believe the stat that is finally the first time that i think it was either tabler uh, it might have been Tabler that brought out a good stat where it was like, damn, he brought some value to the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's true. I mean, it, 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 start somewhere. Um, Kikuchi's fastball, I believe, had like a 30% swing and miss rate last year. And that was one of the highest in Major League Baseball. So there's, there's something of it that people just cannot pick up his fastball. So the command got better. He was better in the strike zone as the game went along. And towards the end, he was inducing a lot of ground balls. And if you get that once every five from Kikuchi, even if it's only five innings, maybe he goes into the six and gets a couple out, maybe goes the full six. That's a very solid number four for the next little while without Ryu. And even when Ryu gets back, Kikuchi can just take that spot and run with it. And Barrios keeps on going. Gosman keeps on going the way he is in Manoa. You have those top three. 
as we said earlier, Kikuchi slots in nicely behind them, and then Stripling is your perfect number five. So I think they're in good shape despite some of the injuries to the pitching staff right now. Tend to agree with you. So uh, moving along, though, is uh, we kind of called out, unfortunately, Bre- uh, Bo Bouchette gets put on the spot for the loss on Tuesday evening. Wednesday and Thursday, though, a little bit of a different story with the Bowland uh, <laughs> and how the flow was actually helping to support this team. Two RBIs in both games. Uh, Mr. Corsair, you want to run with that? Yeah, I, what I have noticed from Bo, and again, I'm not I'm not knocking him. It's He's obviously a staple for this team. The start has been a little bit slow when it comes to Bo, and, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more, and I don't know if it's because of where he is in the lineup that's maybe he's not a good fit there, but I just need to see more. Now, I I guess when you're talking about the past two games, yeah, he's been productive, but I don't know. I'm just not, not overall satisfied, and I don't know if it's because of poor defensive play. I mean, it's been okay, but... um. Really that we're gonna one talk game. He's all right, pretty good otherwise. But just came at the wrong moment. Yeah, I think when it comes to that specific play that you know he throws throws the ball away to Vlad, maybe it's a hot take. I would have just rather him hold it. Just let just eat the run. Or it's not even a run, yeah. just eat the eat the base yeah. runner at that point. Um yeah. it gives you a chance to stay in the game. Um and you're doing they too much. All the way not little league. Yeah, just hold the ball. Eat it. It, just eat it. It's critical. Has um sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's it. Go. Uh, has Bo taken a walk yet this year? Because I know of a couple of days ago he still hadn't. No, he well, still. I don't know. Did he? Did he today? Let me look. I I only started tuning in. He did not. No, the sixth. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe he's taken a walk all year, and that's concerning. And Zero. that's why. That's why I think right before the season started, I said he should bat fourth because he got guys who can get on for him. He's still a run producer when he's going good, but he's not a guy who can get on base, and you need guys to get on base in front of him. Ideally, uh, so four. he only had forty all of last year, and he had five in twenty twenty and twenty nine games. Yeah, he doesn't, he, <laughs> Bo he doesn't, doesn't walk. walk He's super aggressive, <laughs> but still, I mean, that's the next evolution of his game. And if he does incorporate some walks, then he's on an equal level potentially offensively, at least on base percentage wise, to Vlad. Maybe let's yeah. talk. Let's let's assume that the entire lineup is healthy. Hot take, or maybe not. Would you switch him and Springer? I don't think he helps no. you in the leadoff spot. If he's swinging aggressively, I think he's trying to get on base. I think eventually that will happen. I think he's a little faster, mm-hmm. too, than Springer. I'd rather Honestly, use his aggressiveness with Springer, Vlad, and one other on base. I can't. I can't. Maybe it's just the old-school baseball on me. I'm not comfortable with him at four. I'm not, especially if Tay Oscar is on this team. Yeah. I think if Tay Oscar is on this team, and he ends up in the fifth spot, personally. or Maybe even Pushing six. everything around. Because honestly, what I've been seeing is Loris Gurriel Jr. is starting to take walks and yeah. slap the ball around very yeah. efficiently. And I've been wondering how much he might be able to help load up the bases in front of Vlad. You know, yeah. and this is all if Tay Oscar's healthy. Yeah. Right now, I can't put anywhere, anybody anywhere else unless yes. I wanted yeah. to try getting Vlad more better pitches. I'm moving Bobachet and Lourdes tandem right next to him. You know, um, having that little bit of protection might be the difference in the world. But who do you put in the two spot in that point? So, uh, just, so well, at least without Tay Oscar, anyways. Vlad goes up to two. I don't, I, I don't like that either. I don't like that either. Um, that's the old school best. baseball right there. Although Vlad has been speedy quick this year. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing if we're going to if we're dead set on Springer leadoff, which, again, I don't. That's fine. Um, 
and, we, and we're experimenting with moving Bo, I would put Guriel to keep Guerrero and then Teoscar put Chapman five and Biggio. I mean, sorry, Bichette six. Yeah. I don't even give a crap about the righty lefty shit anymore. This team Not at can all. mash. Yeah. Just load it up. And that I, I yeah. understand that's why they're putting Collins where they are putting him in the lineup right now. Uh, but every other day you're putting Kirk there right now. So you're not really solidifying a lefty in that part in the lineup. Just load the fucking thing up with righties up at the top. And as long as they're your best hitters on your team, who gives a crap? Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. So, but to that point, I think there's something to say that if you get one of those guys, an extra guy like that behind Vlad in this absence of, Te- absence of Teoscar, it does make the difference in the world because maybe he gets that one extra fastball or that one hanging curveball just because they know Bo and company are coming after the fact. And they know they'll get somebody aggressive after him. Has Chap- know, Chapman's been batting six right now. He bet, he bet and He's been doing very well in the sixth spot. He, he's I think he's trending in the right direction. He is. He is absolutely. So you, you run the risk of, of fucking around with that when it comes to him, especially when he's starting to, to get right. I don't know. I guess you just let it be. You know, you just trust that yeah. Bo has the tools and the wherewithal to get it going. And I, and I think we all do. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it is a little concerning. And I, I, again, I'm not saying that this is a, a call to demote him. Not at all. I don't want anybody to overreact that way. It's just. It, he's had two hits in the last two games. Yeah. Two hits in each of the last two days since the error night. So, listen, and that's listen. three RBIs and a couple runs scored. So he's doing fine. But to that point, is that the difference between taking him to that next level? Like he will hope that he knows he can get to that. He's said multiple times that he is not the player he knows he can be. Is that the kind of thing that is the move that takes him to that next level? Because in the two spot, we're all accurate with the set, the statement here that he should be taking more walks, making sure he gets on base for mm-hmm. three, four, five. If you're not doing that, is that hurting this team by maybe him be flipping with that one person to that person getting on base for him to drive in? That's the argument here. Is it the difference between, you know, a, a net gain for all players, right? Is that yeah. accurate with what you're talking? We're, we're trying yes. to hit on here. I think so. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. and someone like Boba Shett should be more than just fine. Like we like, should be right. expecting more than just it, the production's fine. It, it needs to be should better. Be elite. Yeah. And I, and he's going to be, but is that the yes. difference in making it that way? Right. If you right. make that move right now, it does Boba Shett and this team go off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, it's, it's the same thing as if Laddie was still at third. Would he be Correct. this good? I don't think so. Like, yeah, I really don't. You know, that was the difference in his game. Yes. You gave yeah. him a new challenge. He realized how much he had to work to get to that. And yeah. now you are reaping all the benefits of it. I don't I think Bichette, ha- or Bichette has to change anything about his work ethic. It literally is what that last little igniting spot is. Mm-hmm. And it could be as simple as, hey, maybe he should be batting freaking cleanup. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I'm with you. They'll figure I'm out the you. sauce at some fellas. They have to. <laughs> or at least the hair gel to get that, you know, yeah. awesomeness. <laughs> so. uh, that thing is flowing. It's beautiful. It is. It is. He approves so. of his own bobblehead, if you didn't hear that during the broadcast. Of course. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I, I would too. Unlike the Randall. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. Unless either of you have anything that's a giant sweeping declaration, big tidbit, whatever you would like to talk about from the last couple of days with the Red Sox. Can 
Kevin Gosman is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was fun to watch today. I only yeah. watched the condensed game. Yeah, on uh, MLB uh, TV before this whole thing tonight because I yeah. unfortunately you know work for a living. I don't get to talk yeah. baseball all day. Um, to that point, it was just that that, that splitter was doing crazy things and the up down was working perfectly for him today and it was the difference in the inches between this start and the last start that sinker was this far below or not the sinker the splitter was at least this far below the zone every damn time he threw it oh yeah and it the difference between hugging that bottom line of the zone and making it look like you're hitting the bottom of the line of the zone is night and day kind of level stuff well so. and he was he was throwing his slider today as well very effectively for strikes and i only saw the six inning onwards um and put it on in the basement and he still had so much left in the tank because after six he only thrown 61 pitches he was efficient innings. Uh, it's wild <laughs> who the does last that time a blue yep. jay starter went to the ninth i believe was marcus Jum in, in april of 2015 Ooh, it's been a long time yeah, yeah. The last time, and this is why I wanted him to try to keep that number six. He gave up the uh, the base hit. Was he could have been the first Blue Jays starter to go throw a complete game, nine inning shutout since Mark Burley in 2015. That's how long it's been, and nobody throws complete games anymore. So I wanted to see it because those things are becoming rare. Um, I, it was rare to see a Blue Jay starter out in the ninth, but the, he should have won last Thursday against the Yankees. I mean, yep. he pitched Very so well, well sure. last Thursday, and he took it to another level today. And that's what the Giants got last year. I know he stumbled a, a little bit down the stretch uh, last season for whatever reason, sticky stuff, whatever. But if he's commanding his fastball, getting it up there, the splitter is uncre- – I personally am falling in love with the splitter more than I loved Mark Dorado's changeup. Um, it's damn close at this point for me. So. Just saying, that was, that's a pretty high mark. You were it is a high mark. I it is. love Estrada. with that. I love Marco Estrada <laughs> just as much as the next person, and I loved his changeup, but it's beautiful. So I very much look forward to every Kevin Gossman start, and – from somebody who sat, I didn't. I was up in the 500s for a start against Texas, but somebody who was down in the 100s is like, when Gosman starts, buy tickets as close as you can because you can really see how that would screw with hitters, the splitter, the slider, the fastball, all that stuff. So he's been fun. He really has been fun. So to that point of fun, were any either of you concerned about the ninth inning today with Jordan Romano? I thought they were going to tie it. I really did, too. And then he found a way to Houdini his way out of it, which is what a closer does. It was just um, looking more Jason Frazier-ish for a minute there than yeah. anything. So, But to that point, he's been so lights out, so I'm not really chalking up a lot to this, other than the fact that, hey, this was one of the days he didn't have all of it, but he still found a way out of it. So maybe he's just taking that level of, not, you know, when he, even when he doesn't have his best stuff, he's still a pitcher and can handle that. So... Something's tickling uh, uh, Adam over here. I can see the brain moving. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just keeping it warm for Nate Pearson. That's all. Just, there, just uh, there it, it is. Warm. <laughs> I think it was uh, how many consecutive saves does he have now? It's getting close to 30, 30 now. I think it is 30. Well, I think it was 29 the other day. 29 so he, was yeah. the break the record yesterday. It's or 30. Continue, yeah. continue moving the needle. Yeah. It's 30. Um, so I have no complaints. It's. There, there was also a, a, a tweet that I saw that is um, he maxed out at about 96. Um, so it's cold. I, mean, I would I would like it to be a little higher as a closer. Um, I'd like my closers high heat to be hovering around like 98, 99. But I guess beggars can't be choosers. and He's getting the job done. So who am I to nitpick? 
But you know Adam who can't Sabia, get it. I'm playing Ken Griffey Jr. baseball and needs a guy throwing 107 now out of the bullpen. <laughs> you know who can not get it that fast? Kevin. B- uh, no. <laughs> no, I was to say, where's uh, no, Curiel Jr. from the left field walls? <laughs> no, Nick Pearson, I think, is. Did you did, did we touch on that? That they're still not sure what they want to do with him. Nate Pearson? No, we didn't yeah. touch on it. They're still on the fence that he's going to build up as a starter in the minor. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Ruse. Yeah, nothing. To me, it's an innings eater ballpark here until you get him some low leverage stuff in the beginning, and then he's going to like we all anticipate run into a one inning just mash people scenario. That's it. That's it. I, I think right now it's because of the injuries that they're moving in that direction. Adam, what do you think? I hope not. Because you have Stripling mm. and you have Anthony Kay. I'd rather see Anthony Kay star right Correct. now than Nate Pearson. And to that really point, Anthony Kay's actually pitched pretty well in the minors his couple starts. Yeah. So he probably deserves a real outing yeah. <laughs> instead of just hanging out. <laughs> you give him what, like four or five innings? He'll be reliable for you. It's fine. Yeah. To that point, he'll be a fifth starter. That's all it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a 91 team easy come on we shouldn't even be having to have this conversation <laughs> at minimum at minimum so anyways any other notes no don't think so <laughs> green monster and cold suck just saying <laughs> anyways so we're going to houston boys they get the chance to actually warm up <laughs> so True. the series is going to as we talk about how things are going to go for the Blue Jays over the next week we got Ross Stripling kicking up against the Verlander tomorrow there can only be one <laughs> um, then Alec Manoa gets to play um, Jose Kiti on Saturday and then we have Luis Garcia taking on Yusei Kukuchi on Sunday how are you guys seeing that slice up for the Blue Jays in Houston go ahead Brendan <laughs> Oh, with the way Verlander's throwing, tomorrow's going to be super tough. Uh, not going to lie. I mean, he looks like the guy he was when he was 28, 29. Um, what the hell is it? Where, what fountain of youth has that man discovered that he needs to share? <laughs> I don't think he's doing the same shit that Frank Thomas is doing on those commercials. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if I'm being honest, I mean, the most gettable game in my mind is Saturday when you up and yep. going against your team. And Arkady started off pretty slow. Um, So maybe take advantage of that. And Sunday's a toss-up. It really is. Luis Garcia is pretty damn good. Um, He was last year. Your candidate, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be tough to win the series and keep that streak going. Are we doing predictions now, or are we just kind of talking about it? Yeah, let's talk record. What what do you think you're doing for that series? For that that series, I probably one and two, uh, to be perfectly honest. I know I just did that for the Red Sox because I – I, my prediction for the Red Sox was that they wouldn't win Kikuchi start, and they didn't, even though they shouldn't have after the game was done. Yeah. And I thought they would drop one of the Barrios or Gosman starts, but win the other. So I'm glad they won both, of course. Uh, but yeah, Saturday would be the game I think they win. Maybe they find a way to scratch out a tight, a tight win on Sunday, but I just don't see how they win tomorrow unless Verlander implodes somehow. Yeah. And then let's move on for your predictions, at least through the next four days, which is the Red Sox coming up north of the border with God knows who the hell actually shows up. Yeah. But we're going to have the whole Blue Jays team that we possibly can have outside of some of our injured players. Um, we're going to get Brios and Gosman again in that series and probably Ross Stripling again. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they'll get everybody except for Kikuchi since he goes on Sunday. So Manoa right. gets the Thursday game and, and Stripling goes Wednesday. <sighs> 
My rule that I've said before is I never pick sweeps in four gamers. I almost always go with the split just because it's safe. Um, I you are going like, to talk. I feel like being a little dangerous. Uh, I would go three to four. I mean, if I know they'll get a second look at Barrios and Gosman, um, but maybe Barrios continues to build, and I don't think they'll be in a rush to face Kevin Gosman again. So win one of those, and then win the Manoa start and scratch out a win with Stripling, or you win both Barrios and Gosman starts. So yeah, I'll, I'll go three to four with that one. Okay, so that puts you at literally, what did I say, three and three then? No, you had one, four, and two. Uh, yeah, one and two, and three and one. So four okay. and three. Four and three. Okay, Mr. Corsair, how do you think the uh, series with the Houston Astros is going to look here when we're going against Verlander and company? The only uh, game that I'm confident in, in echoing your sentiments, Brendan, is Saturday yeah. with Manoa on the mound. So I'm going to go one win, two losses. Um, Kikuchi and He's pitching Sunday, you said, um, against the Astros just frightens me a little bit. I'd like to be pleasantly surprised uh, if he can build off the start in Fenway, especially with the movement on his pitches. Um, And again, also, some of those calls were a little bit generous towards him. So um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just take that one win, two losses. But for the Red Sox series, look, some players... And I'm willing to bet notable ones, as we've already discussed, aren't going to be making this trip. They start a uh, how many game homestand? So they got that, then Houston, and then three against the yep, yeah, yeah. So ten games in Toronto. They're going to be they're going to be hyped. Tuesday is Looney Dogs Night. I'm looking at that <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> so if you want to get a hot dog for a Looney, fucking Canadians, you can do that. What about a um, two? You get two. That's, that's, yeah, there's, that's, that's, say, that's a wraparound. That's <laughs> not a week. You get two in right weeks. <laughs> I'm going to go up and fuck with them and say, what about a tootie? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, That means Brandon. you get two that's hot dogs, Brendan. Emotion. That's called math. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Sure, so We're going to have to escort you out. I'm, I'm going to say it's <laughs> they're gonna, they're All right, gonna take over. Put, <laughs> Brendan's going to put that on a sign watch and get confiscated. Just saying. What about yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> I got a toonie. <laughs> So oh, sure. Yeah. So did I hear you're splitting the series against the Red Sox or are you no, taking I'm it? sweeping them. I'm sweeping them. Sweeping Woo! it. There I, it is. I like yeah. it. So we're going to have a five and two from Adam for this next. They're going to have week. a defeated roster. I, I think they are too. Like, I mean, I think there's more than they let on to be honest. I mean, again, I hate judging books by their cover when it comes to the vaccines and just the people that look like they wouldn't get it. And there's a couple that I can think of off the top of my head, particularly in the bullpen. Listen, you the Yankees got free. their shit together, though. They, they did. Every they one did. of them are vaccinated now. And so. honestly, I mean, I know it could have been a huge advantage when going against the Yankees, but I'm happy at the end of the day that they all got their vaccines. Because so. now it's not an excuse. So, like, here's the thing. When do we play the Red Sox again in Toronto? We do in June. So I have a feeling if they do sweep Boston, it's oh, going to light a fire. They're going to say, fuck this, we're getting vaccinated. I promise you they will. You don't get to choose anymore, yeah. otherwise you go to the minors. <laughs> no, they will do it. Who would we get in that series? How are we supposed to start on Tuesday so we'll get somebody else? It'll be... Oh, yeah, no, a day for them on that, it could unless be. they bring up somebody from the minors. Um, probably get... Actually, they miss a... When did Evaldi pitch? He pitched on Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Actually, Correct. they might miss Evaldi. Um, he might be pitching Sunday. Yeah, exactly. So if they miss Ovaldi, then they get Pavetta, assuming he Do doesn't they have games. a game Sunday. Uh, yeah, probably. I'd assume so. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you could get Pavetta, 
whoever they start for Hauk, and then it goes back around. And I forget who rounds up their rotation right now, but um, if I can't think of them off the top of my head, then that's, I mean, that's got to be a little bit of a good sign, right? Yeah, they're playing Tampa. <laughs> You're just not scared they're playing by Tampa. Yeah, it's Tampa on, on Sunday, Sunday, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, Waka would Waka be one of them. One in Rich Hill. So, yes. damn. So, two I old mean, guys. You miss it. You miss a Baldy. That works out so well for you. And actually, Adam, I'm kind of liking your pick of a sweep. To be honest, I'm saying a sweep. I'm not changing mine, but I'm still. I still think three of four now is really good with that. Five of those two. guys that you just mentioned. If ha- um, Waka or Hill are one of those guys that can't make the trip because of it, the it's things, possible, then that sweep is looking very, very, very good. Because yeah. <laughs> you would yeah. think you're going to be bas- basically basing. The bullpen are quadruple A level players that are just happen to be able to get on the bus and go from uh, you know Brent. All right, Adam's back in the woods here. Worcester. Actually, I forgot. I was like, "What the frick team are they yeah. now?" Worcester. The Woo <laughs> so Sox. I, I just went the to the Sox. probable yeah. pitchers on the Red Sox, and they have Rich Hill penciled in for Sunday. So maybe they are holding Evaldi back to start. Um, With how many Monday? innings? Or how many pitches he threw the other day? It doesn't shock me. They'd want to give yeah. him his gas an extra day. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Is he vaccinated? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> that might be the other stumbling around, yeah. Yeah. I mean, or, or to that point, that's why they're pitching Hill on Sunday for he doesn't have to make the travel on true, Monday. True, I mean, that's possible, too. It's going to be fascinating to see how many Red Sox can't come because the way Cora said it the other day made it seem like there are going to be multiple. And I mean, like He didn't say it with it. confidence that it was going to change. It was no. the problem with that well, selling and point. And not to mention the pitching now, the right? day before. Correct. It needs to be and two it, weeks before. Yep, exactly. So that's why the Yankees got their shit together earlier this week, because they yes. had the two weeks to do it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys, unfortunately. I think that the Blue Jays are going to actually sell out against the Astros on the first game of the series. They're going to chip away at Verlander, and then they're going to cough up the other two games. So Ooh, I'm still calling oh, wow. a one and two against oh, the lost? Astros. I don't want to say it, but it's going to be a close game. Woo! So lost, I, by the, lost by the bullpen, not Manoa. Kind of in that ballpark are those two runs that he managed to finally give up yeah. to actually bite him in the ass this time. <laughs> he's going to want to go eight now. So, now that Gosman went eight, he's going to want to go eight. I know he's, he's going to, and I love that he wants to wear that, man. One yeah, up I really do. One up yep. each other. Because yeah. right now, Gosman's my ace, and Manoa's like right behind him. And then Manoa, after Saturday, Ooh. will go up to number one, yeah. and Gosman will go back. Manoa down. hasn't and had his Blue Jays time. fans, though, how do you argue that point? Those two guys are bing bing right now, and then Jose yes, Barrios is starting to finally catch track. And watching him grind out that start the other night was pure, awesome baseballness. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just he. What, what was it? He scattered nine hits in a yeah. bean hitter yeah. and pitched six innings, five innings, five innings, six, six. Just he went six. six. Yeah. So Wil- Wilner said it well. He it was a classic case of if you don't get to him early when they hit him hard. He's able to shut them down and scatter the hits. I will it was say a very Roy Holiday start. Yeah, I will say there is. <laughs> I, I don't like how much hard contact is coming off of Barrios, yeah. but the fact that he right. can get out of it pretty consistently, um, that's a step in the right direction. And that's good enough for me, considering very much so. Good deal. So anyway, like I was saying, I'm calling that. Unfortunately, that this is going to be the Blue Jays' first series loss, and it's because it's in Houston. That is literally the only thing, in my opinion, that is causing this issue. So, and like I said, I really think they're going to find a way to just destroy Verlander. He's been too good 
find find something that's a chink in the armor. But to that point, this is a guy that's also thrown two no hitters against this team, but he's not pitching in Toronto, so maybe we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but then I I really think that we're going to take three out of four from the Red Sox. So I I'm I'm agreeing with you, Brendan, that this is a four and three week for the Blue Jays by the time we record next Thursday and have the whole team hopefully back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if if they go four and three, you are twelve and eight. That's pretty damn good. I'm happy that. Yeah. That's a good start I mean, that, to the season. That's really good. That's a great start to this season, considering what they've done in the past in April. So Correct. You know, wrap sir. up April, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. Good. Real good. All right. So so now that we've done series previews, unless any of you gentlemen would have anything you would like to add on either of those two series. No, no, no. 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 Okay. All good. Picks to click time. Chris Key is not here with us. Last week, he picked Adam Simber who had a little bit of one rough outing <laughs> and then I did another good one. So I can't give him a W. I picked Lourdes. Okay. He had some good hits, you know, but then we also had Adam, you picked Santiago Espinal, who I don't recall even doing a ton this week other than he no. does some really difficult, crazy at bats. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one at bat that he had against the Red Sox? 11 against, pitches. 11 against yeah. Evaldi. They got his pitch kind of up early. And that was the reason we had a good chance of getting into Evaldi because of the fact that there was him and a couple other guys that did that to him. Yeah. And just watch that. He, Brendan, wasn't it you that mentioned in our chat the other night that he was like at 60 pitches going into the like yeah. third inning? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got it up early. So if they can keep doing that kind of thing against any of these guys, and that needs to be the business plan against Verlander, those no hitters, didn't the one no hitter he threw against the Blue Jays, didn't he only give up like, or throw like 90 pitches? Oh, it, was a, it was a Maddox, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just nuts. So those, that's the way to go get into those kind of things. But, um, and then Brendan, you picked Boba Shett. We did mention that he had some key comebacks the last two days, but out of that collective uh, grouping guys, Lourdes, Simber, Esmel, Bo. They're all the same. I know. All... Nobody stood <laughs> out. Like, I, I can't say Bo because he cost them a win, so he's automatically out in my mind. Um, <laughs> I can't say Simber. No, I don't think Simber did enough, didn't pitch enough. So it's... Am I defaulting just because I batted 300 with Lourdes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lourdes has heated up a little bit lately. To be but did he bat wrong. over the last week? Has anybody got that in, uh, gotten that in front of him? My computer's I'll tell you right now. So I, I got I got Espinal. So over the Oakland series into I don't have it today on Baseball Reference, but uh, Santiago Espinal has only had three hits um, and batted 188. And I assume uh, Lourdes has been better than that. I tried to get to Lourdes's last week here. Hold on, I got, I got it. Okay. The only game I don't have on Baseball Reference. He's batted 400 over the last week. Give it to yeah, Lourdes. That, that, two RBIs. That's it for <laughs> so, sure. He scored six runs in the last week. Holy crap. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's Lourdes okay. for me. That's my so vote. I'm taking my first W of the season in week two. Yeah. Eight hits, too. Jesus. Um, hey, so I want to make an amendment to that suggestion we made last year. I mean, last year. Last week about last week, Vladdy. The Vlad um, roll. <laughs> so I do like the fact that you, if you win three in a row, you can pick Vlad. But I think, like, if you want to save it, you should be able to. Right? So the... <laughs> I feel like you have the right to choose Vlad henceforth. In this past week, though, we learned that he's not actually a cheat code. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he right. Is so do we it, just throw it, it all away? No, no, and no. We go back to the rule of you can't pick the same guy if you win two weeks in a row. And you all definitely that, kind of that was the rule. Two weeks in a row in my mind. Correct. Are right, you so, want to roll with that? That's fine. All yeah. Right. I'm in. If you're a w, if you're a W winner, you can't pick the same guy two weeks in a row. And I guess we'll just make sure that we can't do a two other week guys. 
Okay, so you, right I, now just, you can't I just won with picking Lawrence two weeks in a row. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, so we'll put an asterisk next to yeah. this. Okay, I'm putting <laughs> the asterisk. <laughs> okay, that works. All right, so who? Um, I'm going to say that CNU Adam had the rough, uh, roughest week outside of Chris <laughs> with only three hits. Um, who do you think is going to be the Blue Jays star this week? Against the Strohs and the Red Sox. Okay, so next week we should be able to the, the game's at three against Boston on yes, Thursday. Yep. So that should wrap up before we. I'm gonna say Manoa. That's two starts. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's two start week for Manoa. That's probably yeah. a good safe bet. Yeah. Even if I even with the call thing that I mentioned, if he loses somehow on Saturday, that's still a chance for him to still do really good in the week too. Yeah. Yes. Individual performance. That's it. Correct. Individual yeah. performance. So Brendan seeing Chris Key is by default not here. And yeah. I'm gonna have to carry over his Simber pick scene. He hasn't gotten me that pick. Yeah, that's right, Chris. I know you're listening. I've been seeing your <laughs> tweets. <laughs> I'm threatening. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah. Uh Chapman. I'll go Matt Chapman. Good call. With the chat heating, heating up a little bit. I like what he's been doing, going the other way, driving in a couple of runs. And he did make the game saving play today at third base. So yeah, Matt Chapman. Very encouraging. Um, I'm I'm surprised neither of you guys picked him, and I'm gonna get to be this guy. I'm going Springer, just destroying his I, whole team and being enough for this week. <laughs> he could do beating. nothing. He could do nothing against the Red Sox. I think he's just gonna just have the craziest home reunion because he was he's been you know salivating over going back for a whole over a year now. So I'm just thinking he's gonna make sure that he's living out on the uh, Crawford boxes all yeah. week, and so <laughs> gonna pick out a seat and he's just I, gonna find that guy did. every day. It was between him and Chapman for me. To that point, I would have done the flip of that. So, <laughs> or even. <laughs> I, would, I love me some I Matt Chapman. Remember last year when Chris would always say Robbie Ray and how he's already been on the Yusei Kikuchi wins the Cy Young train? Do we get, yeah. do we assign him Yusei Kikuchi as his default pick when he doesn't join? <laughs> um, I'll give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt. He said he was getting it to me before the end of the night tonight. So, I'm going to okay. give him the benefit of the doubt. But to that point, I'm I am for that rather than carrying over the simmer pick. So I, that, that's what we did last. Chris, year. we'll make sure we get your default pitcher uh, pick. And uh, see, you've been calling the Kikuchi. When you can't make shows for whatever reason, you have to have a default pick, and the default pitch uh, pick is a pitcher. Yeah. So just oh, to be that say, guy, just let mine be Kevin. <laughs> You got to pick fine. your boy, whoever you're drinking the most Kool Aid from. That's yeah, your guy. <laughs> yeah. So yours will be default Ryu. No! Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. And just to be that guy, that means mine would be Alejandro Kirk because I've been that watching him since he was Kirk. a baby blue. So. <laughs> yeah, I think those are all fair. The default yeah, picks hey, are locked fine, in. Fine, fine. If Chris is his Kikuchi, it is then decided. I'll... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine, that's done. Yeah. Because you Rule want them to do well, right? Yes. All of them want them to yes. do well. And if they do, that's great. That's yeah. a really yes. good week. All right. So, it's, all right. It's the reason he's wearing the two tight pants about Robbie Ray shirts yes. all the damn time. Yes. He got yes. to wear and rep that whole fact that I picked yes. this guy and I ran through that. That's just perfect stuff. That's fandom yeah, in a I'm nutshell. That's why we love it so much. But I talked to Adam about this before the show, and I mentioned it during our fun last night while we were chit-chatting and whatnot. So before we just kill everything for the evening, I want to make sure that everybody's aware that this Sunday night, I'm going to find a way to do the retweet and follow stuff, and you're going to get a chance to win this Lego kind of like Blue Jay helmet thing that I've had laying around that I'm afraid to put together, but it's pretty cool, <laughs> and if it's anything like the Buffalo Bills one I have, it looks freaking stellar when it's all together, but 
we're going to have those retweets and follows up. And then I'm going to also be having a, a watch party again on Monday evening. So make sure you join, retweet and follow, and that will be your gift and aware of where you are. If you're one of our UK fans that's been tweeting in, if you're one of the guys that are like me that's happened to live down in the States and are a diehard Jays fan, whatever it might be, I will make sure this gets to you if you win that contest. So retweet and follow and Sunday, and I will make sure it gets into your direction. We're going to start doing a few of those so we can get you guys involved with a little bit more here at Jaybird Watching. Um, anything else either you guys would like to add before I do the typical spiel at the end? Yeah, last thing. Uh, go Raptors. They're probably going to get swept, but uh, go Raptors. I watched the end oh, of that last night. That was yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. Heartbreak. Yeah. Fucking indeed, yeah. man. Yeah, he's a, he's elite, though, dude. He's so good. Yeah, but so go Raptors. Correct. So anyways, anything else? No. Uh, yeah, Debo Samuel's not getting traded. Oh, stop. <laughs> he's not going to the Bills. There's your that. there. As I say, with the Bills are already capped out. I mean, I, they've sent enough sp- bonus money to certain players that <laughs> there's yeah. no cap in football anymore just bonus oh, money shit. Toss. That's the draft. yeah it oh, is damn it oh i i yeah we'll talk about it after okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out so maybe it'll be next wednesday we have the show but to that point football <laughs> so, and go blue jays but to that point blue jays fans make sure you jump in i've seen plenty of chit chatting in our uh, youtube channel this evening um apparently due to wonderful fun with how the internet is just shit and doesn't work all the time um <laughs> the youtube thing is the best place to listen to us and uh, be able to chime in on the chat twitter's broke their stuff with this twitter spaces thing facebook just doesn't like to communicate through the thing we have here all the time i can read your stuff but it's hard to send back stupid things but join us on youtube we love having you all you know to chit chat with and i'm glad the people are chiming in where they are it might be just chris key tonight but to that point it's still somebody (laughs) um make sure you you know listen to us on live streams on which apparently because of football it's not gonna be wednesday next week but to that point uh we are also on jaysjournal.com which we are the official podcast for our friends over at stadium scene are always repping our brand as well make sure you check out what they have available on their channels and uh, on stadiumscene.tv and as always boys are you ready for the two claps and the rick flair and let's go blue jays all right Let's go, Blue Jays. Win, 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 win. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.